I've been getting so many questions about EEAT. I am working on a blog post and checklist about this, but what better way to answer them than with a video ASAP? So EEAT is the new version of EAT, which I loved so much because it was so fun to say, you've got to eat the competition. It was really entertaining. And now you have to eat the competition and it doesn't flow quite the same way. Um, I'm sure I could say one of the E's is silent, but like, no. So um, this is something they introduced in December of 2022, like with their full documentation. I'm sure it was like slowly starting to drip out before that. And basically what happened is, rather than just being about expertise, authority, and trustworthiness, they added a new E that is experience. And this specifically targets niche site owners who are making niche sites about things they'd never experienced before. The amount of times you'd search for something like, oh, I need a new blender for smoothies. It actually blends frozen strawberries. If you like smoothies, you know my problem. Like there's so many that just break. And the amount of people who were talking about it, and I was like, you've never touched a blender in your life. Like you've never used this thing. Especially for like niche sites about like, there was one I remember about Nutribullets and I was like, you've never used a Nutribullet before. You just found this keyword and thought it was fun. But like, I didn't like it and I didn't find it helpful. And Google is so much about helpful content now. That's like their whole bag. They're really trying to like push helpful content. Yes, there are issues because they keep pushing backlinks by accident with it. That's part of the authority thing. Um, but still, they are trying really hard to have actually helpful information that can't just be gamed like by adding a certain number of keywords or getting a certain number of links and just magically you'll rank. They want actually helpful content. And this extra element knocked a lot of people for a loop especially in the travel field. Um, the amount of people a year ago that were saying, just start a site on anywhere that has good keywords, even if you've never been and never want to go. And the whole time I was like, mm, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, hopefully you at least want to go. So you start it and then you go there and do some fact finding. But if you've never been, never want to go, never want to travel, why are you starting this? Like, wh what are you gonna know that's helpful to somebody? Because realistically, I could talk about solo travel. Did it for years, it's like one of my specialties. I know how to handle that, especially solo female travel. But I've never been to India. So I cannot talk about solo female travel there because while I know one half of the equation, the more important half I think is the destination. I don't know anything about there. I could research it, still very different than boots on the ground. Like you can tell people who've like never encountered a dog before, but have just read a lot about it. When they meet them, they do like the whole, like stick their hand out for them to smell, but they're really rigid. Everything is like uncomfortable. And you're like, yeah, you read somewhere once, but you don't know dogs. And that's where this kind of came in. So let's talk about some ways that you can show EEAT on your site. Uh, we're gonna go through a ton of them, so we're gonna rattle through them really quickly. <laughs> this is gonna be kind of a checklist. Um, if you wanna know more about these, why they matter, how to implement them, join my SEO Roadmap course. That's where I go into tons of detail on this, many other things. Um, I just added a new affiliate module that is over 13 lessons of the psychology behind buying, <laughs> the way you can sell, the way you can market, ways to do affiliates on page, off page, and basically how I made my first $32,000 in a month from passive income, which was a mix admittedly of ads and affiliates, but like so much of it was affiliates. So let's dive in to EEAT. First thing you need is an about page. You needed this before too. You definitely still need it. And it should have certain things on it. 
why should I listen to you? Why the fuck are you an authority on this thing? What have you experienced? Where have you been featured? How are you going to help people? Why are you the person who can help them? And how are you like, what are your, like your qualifications almost, but the qualifications can just be, I've talked about this a lot. And so many about pages have none of that. They're just like, oh, when I was 13, I walked through a wildflower field. And I'm like, cool, this is a site about blenders. <laughs> How does that help us? You want it to be super, super informative, punchy to the point, especially at the beginning, really get to like the, and I know it's a bit crude, but like the, why the fuck should we listen to you? And that's something most people skip because it feels weird to like brag about yourself or call yourself an expert just by in travel specifically, just by doing the thing, you're an expert. By having a kid, you're a parenting expert technically. Uh, you might not be like, I don't know, a child psychologist, but you are an expert on your type of parenting. I've raised a service dog and trained him from scratch. I've also now owned a golden retriever through many stages of insanity. I am an expert on that, yes to some extent. Not 100%, doesn't matter. We don't need to, you're never gonna be 100% an expert and people get to determine if they want to listen to you. So I'm definitely not a dog trainer, but I can talk about my experience raising a golden retriever. That's where that difference comes in. So make sure you have that. You want to have author boxes and your author byline needs to be on and linking somewhere, either to an author archive page or to an about page. I'm testing this. I've yet to see any difference. I think it would matter more if you had a multiple author site. All of my sites have one author, so I don't really have to like, it doesn't really differentiate they're kind of the same thing even though it doesn't matter quite as much anymore I do think it's still beneficial to have a little bio in your sidebar even though because it's like mobile it shows at the bottom still worth it it takes two seconds to set up so why not have it it's not going to hurt you and then link it to your about page or your author archive you also want to have a contact page somewhere people can like get in touch with you I recommend not having a form because they break a ton of the times and then that's really frustrating and having worked in like sponsored stuff if a sponsor can't contact you easily they don't give a shit about you like they're done even for me when i was looking for affiliates for the seo roadmap early on the amount of people who i wanted to be an affiliate and like contact them to trial it they didn't have any way for me to contact them and i'm not gonna hunt you down <laughs> like if i can't within like maybe five clicks max find an email address or a form i'm done i don't need to be here doesn't help me and someone who's like paying you a ton of money to do something, they're going to be even more finicky about that and probably want two clicks. So make it really obvious. This also allows people to like communicate with you, tell you if something's wrong, all that sort of stuff. Now, after those sorts of things, pretty basic, we should already have those. You should also have like a privacy policy, disclaimer, uh, terms and conditions if you're selling things, a refund policy if you're selling things. Even if you don't offer refunds, you need a policy that you don't offer refunds so people know that. Um, having all of those is very important. I've seen like this is hit or miss, but like having a Google business profile can help. It's pretty decently easy to set up if you're not Canadian. Um, it turns out if you're Canadian, it takes eons it took me like months to get mine set up but once you have it you have it it's good to have basically it says you're a legitimate business now people debate this one i've done it i don't know if it massively helped but i think it's interesting to try um, having an address your email and a phone number listed across your site i will admit that like having the phone number has led to spam calls so what i did is i set up a google voice number um, i did have to wait to be in the u.s to do that only u.s people can do it but you can do it with like a paid Skype number as well. It's like a couple bucks a month. It's not expensive. 
you could skip this step to be honest and just have like the email and address I know people don't want to like list their address but like most newsletter services already require that there's a bunch of legalities around it and it just makes sense that like a business would have an address like a mailing address even in the world of online businesses Google hasn't really like adapted to the sense that like it could net like it doesn't have any address so most people use a home address. Um, you can rent office space. It doesn't really make a ton of sense. You can typically do a PO box, tons of options there. Then on top of that, you wanna have social media profiles set up. Even if you are not using them, having at least three seems to be kind of the sweet spot. Um, and then after that, it's like any extras don't really help anymore. You don't need to post on them. You just need to have it reserved under the name of your blog. So for example, like I have a niche site I plan to sell have no idea like what I'm doing on socials. Haven't I think I've logged in twice. I don't even know if I remember the password anymore. But I have the profiles set up. Number one for the next buyer. Number two, maybe I decide later down the line I want to like get into Pinterest or something. I don't think I would. I don't understand Pinterest. And then number three, that new buyer has them ready in case that's their zone of genius and that's what they want to do. So just having them ready is super helpful and then linking them on your site so they're available. This is also kind of another method of like people contacting you and looking like a legitimate business. Like every business now has at least one social profile, typically a Facebook page, if nothing else. So that's where that comes in. Now, you also want to have like basic trustworthy SEO settings, which is essentially having an SSL. So your HTTPS, not HTTP, um, just a security thing you probably also want to do some work on just like across your site making it really clear who you are and why someone should listen to you the amount of home pages that skip that is astonishing to me and they don't have a sidebar typically so i show up and i'm like who is this i don't know and that's a problem so definitely talk about yourself on your site now let's dive into actual posts because this is something a lot of people skip they do like the like general overall site stuff and then they're like I'm done, I'm great, I'm over it. No, <laughs> because most people are gonna pay attention to these next things more than anything else I just talked about. Google cares about the other stuff. Real human beings probably won't look at most of that. So we have to do both, which is, I know, a struggle bust, but like, this, this is work. <laughs> Even as easy as it is compared to some other stuff, it's still work. So inside of your post, you need to answer the question as soon as possible, why you? Why are you the person to tell me about this and why should I listen and trust you? Most people hate writing intros. That's the place to do this. I have so many like blogs I've searched. I'm in Banff National Park hiking and the amount of times I was like, hey, dog-friendly restaurants, dog-friendly this, hikes for this, how to not get eaten by a bear, whatever. Um, and they would just go like, in this post or in this post we're going to talk about these three things by and i was like what like come on like i don't know if i should trust you now because you've done nothing to prove it to me and the intro is your first introduction to people so you have to tell them like i'm gonna help you and i'm the person to help you because of xyz so i use the spear framework for intros this was developed by jamie if who is now with lasso but he also is on twitter as jamie if um, super interesting guy, super amazing system, really easy to implement. And it involves including your expertise and experience. So like, I can talk about this blender because like I have smoothies for breakfast every day. I use a blender every day. Um, I, I don't know, have whatever, I can't think of a name of a blender. I have a Nutribullet or something. And I have used that Nutribullet for two years, whatever. 
Um, you want to make sure people understand, like, who are you to talk about this thing? Have you actually done the thing? Have you been to the place? <laughs> Have you, I don't know, fished with this lure? Have you... I can't think of other niches. Have you golfed with these shoes? Like, have you just done any of these things? How many times have you gone golfing in your life? Because, like, I've golfed, and I went to a driving range, like, twice with my sister. I mostly just sat there and ate chicken wings. Um, so, like, I could say, oh, I went to a driving range. But am I an authority on golf? Definitely not. I have the experience. I do not have the expertise. I have zero authority or trustworthiness in that niche. And that's where you want to like develop those things. So you can say, oh, I went to Rome. I don't know that I want to like read about everything to do in Rome from someone who was there for two hours. But if someone was there for even a week, I'll care more. Someone lived there, care the most. You need to develop that and show that you've done those things. Now, it doesn't stop at the intro though. It should keep going inside of the post. And most people skip this. Even my own writers, who I hired like 40 writers in January and have been training them since then, the amount of them who I said include experience, include expertise. And then they do it once and they're like, hey, check the box, I'm done. Box is checked, ticked, I'm like off to do something else, I'm set. No, you're not. <laughs> because even though, yes, the intro is like a good place to start doing it, many people don't read that. But even if they did and they read it, they're like, cool, okay, I know that like Nina has been to Bath National Park now. If I never again <laughs> reference personal experience, it sounds like I have just like recited Wikipedia and repurposed what everyone else was saying. You want to make sure you're adding your own information. So, oh, okay, I went to this dog-friendly restaurant. Um, it was a little bit challenging to fit my like 75-pound golden retriever under the table. Probably better made for um, like a small dog or if I'd sat inside instead of on the patio, whatever. Being clear about those things, like that's way better than this restaurant is dog-friendly. Okay, like it doesn't really give you a lot. Did this place give your dog water? Were people excited to pet your dog? Did people leave it alone? Because sometimes that's what you prefer. Whatever. How many dogs were there? It just helps develop these things. And most people skip that. You're also going to want to use original images. And I'm about to get so many comments like, well, I have one post and it ranks without original images. Blah, 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 blah. Congratulations. <laughs> Whatever. How long do you think it's going to keep ranking? And do you think it's fully future-proof? Like, there's no way someone could doubt that you did that thing. Because I'm going to bet, no. Anyone can say, I've been to Rome. Can you prove it? And a picture is worth a thousand words for that. It does not have to be pretty. I have so many blurry photos. I have so many, like, photos taken out of, like, a car window because it was too rainy to have my phone out. I have so many photos of, like, old digital cameras from when I was, like, 16 or something that are just, like, terrible pictures but they prove that I did the thing. You don't even have to be in it. Like if your concern is like, I don't wanna be on camera. You don't have to be. The metadata behind it shows that you took that photo. To be honest, having imperfect photos, kind of beneficial. Because unless like you're known for your photography, I'm definitely not. I literally only have my iPhone. I don't have any other camera. Um, and I know you can take good photos on an iPhone. I can't. All of my photos are like, like 30, 20 to 30 degrees slanted for some reason. I don't know, I'm off kilter as a person. But with that, someone can be like, okay, Nina actually took that photo. <laughs> definitely not a stock photo that she got from somewhere. You definitely want to include these though, because like even when I was doing my research, the amount of the like posts about hiking in Banff National Park that literally had like the first photo that shows up when you search Banff on Unsplash. And I was like, okay, Scroll, 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 looking for something original, no original. 
I get that some people are not, like, they don't love taking photos. You should have at least one. I would recommend three. And if it's something that you're selling, like an affiliate post, pack that thing full. Because, like, why do I want to buy, I don't know, get blenders or uh, a grill or golf shoes or a golf club if you've never touched the thing? And if I can't see that you've touched the thing. So, like, there's so many ways to get those photos. I'm not going to go into them now, but, like, you can get original photos of things even if you don't have all of the items. But, again, you should have a fair amount of them to have tested them properly for these things. So having that is really important to show your experience. Now, on top of all of that, if you can factor in a video that's original, please do. Again, does not need to be perfect. It can literally be one of those like seven second panorama photos. It can be repurposed from TikTok. I find Instagram doesn't help as much in terms of the multimedia. Having like a YouTube video embedded or a TikTok video seems to like make more sense to Google, I guess because they are video first platforms where Instagram used to be photos. I can't fully attest to like whether that'll change. Trial it if you need to determine between the two. But having that set up will again show that like I took the time to do this. I didn't just like grab a photo from a friend or something, which like you can do. Um, and just adds that extra level of expertise. It also adds like a new layer of multimedia that does help too. And then again, in your conclusion, restate that you did the thing. Um, a lot of people skip conclusions, uh, which they shouldn't. This is a great place to do a CTA, but it's also a good place to reiterate once again, like why someone should listen to you and which one they should go with of whatever you said above. Having all those elements is so incredibly important. And I don't really understand why people decide like it's just not worth it. But having things like that across your site are really going to help you. There's other things you can do as well, screenshotting testimonials um, or emails that you got from people or social media things where someone's like, oh, I booked this because of you. That's an authority marker for sure, even though it's not like a Forbes backlink. It's still a reader telling you, you helped me and I listened to you and I had this result from it. So that is very, very, very important. Now, there's definitely more that I just didn't have time to go into. I'm sure there's some that I don't know about. So again, please drop them in the comments if you'd like to know more about these and how to implement them properly. Um, along with many, many other things, you can join my SEO roadmap course. I will link it in the description. Um, it is, yeah, it's such a cool course. It's very high level SEO, but we start at the beginning and really work your way through. Um, we talk a lot about things like this, including how your site architecture plays into EEAT, how your topical authority plays into EEAT, all sorts of stuff. So really with all of this, you just want to be answering the question like at its most basic, why the fuck should someone listen to you? And if you don't answer that, you have a problem. And I think that it is a multifaceted answer that you have to have. I do not think that you can skip and just like, I don't know, put one original image across every post on your site and then walk away and never change anything else. I did an EEAT audit that was like quite extensive to be honest, where I went through and updated original images added my expertise and experience to things that I had forgotten about and really beefed them up for that. And like that massively helped my rankings. So, and I think it's one of the reasons honestly why I keep not getting hit by any of these helpful content updates in a negative way. I always get hit positively. And even with like AI written content, long before Google was okay with AI, I've been using AI since 2021. And like back when people still told us all that like, oh, you're gonna like crash and burn. And it felt, it felt very much like those like, people who stand on sidewalks going like, you're going to hell. And you're like, I'm actually going to like Tesco's to get some toast. Please leave me alone. So 
yeah, I've had great success with these things. And one of the things I think sets me apart from a lot of bloggers is that I've always told people like, why should you should listen to me? Because otherwise, why are they there? Like, what's the point? Um, I also do find it very fun to talk about personal stories. So I, I've always incorporated them. And if you're not doing that, you have a problem. Having something that's like super impersonal and never says like why someone should listen to you is not gonna fly anymore. Definitely you can still have things with an academic tone or whatever. Even in academic articles, like I have a master's degree and in that we still had to say like, here's my expertise and here's my authority. So be sure that you're adding this in. And if you haven't done one yet and you've seen some dips in rankings, take the time to do an EEAT audit of your posts. Basically it's a content audit for EEAT signals and figure out what you can do to update them to make it clearer to Google and to your user why they should listen to you and how you can help and that you've done the thing. <laughs> Especially with the more recent review update, the fact that you've done the thing is going to be what really sets you apart from other people. I know so many like big affiliate sites that got hit massively from that. It felt a lot like the like 2022 and 2021 affiliate updates where people were like, oh my God, no, I've lost like 30% of my traffic. And they try to claim everyone has. I'm up to 165,000 uh, page, page views as of today, which is amazing. And I haven't touched my site in two months because I've been exploring and having fun around uh, Canada and the US. So like doing that update is like basically all I did. And it was a big factor. And I do really think it moves the needle in a way that a lot of people kind of skip. That's not to say you can't have content about places you've never been, but you've got to be way more strategic about it, which is something I am adding to the SEO roadmap as we speak, because I've done it. <laughs> Some of my best posts are posts that I've not experienced. So yeah, I hope that helps. Um, if you have questions about this, please ask in my SEO for Travel Bloggers Facebook group. All bloggers are welcome. It's just the name I decided on a year ago. <laughs> so apologies to seem, for seeming discriminatory, even though it's not. Um, but you can find me there and that is the best place to interact with me. It is the easiest place for me to organize all my thoughts and then everyone can learn together. Okay, I hope you have a great rest of your day and remember to eat the competition.